Hey everyone, my name is Brandon Creer. I am a cybersecurity account executive with Usado. Uh, today I'm going to be talking about the truth about cybersecurity, kind of what we learn and what we know about the behind the closed doors. A lot of information that you know you guys know, being cybersecurity experts in the field, that a lot of times you don't hear about in the industry. You don't really going to hear about as we're going out through our day to day that you know manufacturer talking about selling and promotions and you know you know top right gardener report but what's really happening in the industry and that's the conversation we're going to be having tonight i uh, love to get you guys to contribute i see there's a lot of people in chat right now uh, welcome i've been on neil's show a few times uh, for cyber insecurity and now we're doing some syndication and we're starting to build out this channel to be able to provide more information provide more value uh, first, I want to get to start off with just, you know, let me know where you guys are from and what you know, area of cybersecurity you're in. Uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself and how I got into the industry and the things that I've been working on to kind of help promote cybersecurity and really educate people about the value of a real cybersecurity expert in the field and, you know, people that are really working hard in the industry. I've been in IT since 2001. Uh, being first and several, uh, second level support, working for the Ontario government. Uh, through there, kind of, you know, gone through the trials and tribulations of trying to go into cybersecurity at that time. As all you guys know, I've been in the industry for a while. There wasn't really a lot of things that you could do when it came to certifications. You know, CISSP was one of them, and there's a few others. But, you know, a lot of companies were saying, you know, you needed a computer science degree. And right? you needed something along that line to get into cybersecurity, which they really didn't really know what it was. So took a couple years, uh, stayed in IT, went into, you know, got sick of working for the Ontario government, changed careers, went to a few different things, opened up a marketing company for a while. But in 2015, I started to seek my, uh, in my marketing company, started to see a lot of people getting hacked. My clients and people that I left uh, and started, you know, left my business, uh, be it clients that we did websites, developments, applications, things along that line. They're really coming out and saying, hey, you know, I got, we got hacked and what was going on? You know, was it something that you guys did or was it something that, you know, we were supposed to do for support or updated patching? So it opened my eyes to really understand that there was a massive gap in the industry when it came to cybersecurity at that time. So through that and through the, that lesson, I ended, I ended up tra uh, transitioning, uh, transitioned over to cybersecurity and I said you know what how do I get in the industry just having IT experience and no degree in the industry uh, just look at the comments right now uh, please don't forget we have access to the folks like Brandon so thank you so much cyber and security letting the people know yeah so I finally was trying to figure out okay how do I break into the industry right you know in 2016 you know the same thing people were looking for five years ten years experience in the industry got to have computer science degree so I decided, you know what, I'm going to figure out how to hack the system, how to get into cybersecurity. So what I did was I opened up a, a YouTube channel where I trans transferred it over and started to talk about my journey into cybersecurity. And then I started to get asked to come into uh, different conferences, things along that line. And they were inviting me to do interviews of their guests and their keynote speakers. And it just evolved that and all of a sudden people were starting to, you know, jump into Hey, Brandon, do you have a job? Like, are you working in the industry? And I'm like, no, I'm actually trying to break into the industry. Well, that was when I got my first opportunity. I was in the Atlantic Security Conference out in Nova Scotia. And I got a company that asked me right there, like, hey, do you want to work for us? We really like what you're doing. You like our messaging and we wanted to jump, get you into the industry and you maybe you can work for us. How about you come out and do an interview? Two interviews later, I ended up working for GoSecure. 
uh, one of the companies out here in Montreal uh, and then in Toronto. And I worked for them and that kind of got me into the industry. So that's a little bit of background about myself and how I got in the industry. And then it's just been a learning curve since then. So I'm just kind of reading the chat right now. Uh, love to see kind of, like I said, where you guys are from and what you guys are working on. Uh, see you, Neo. Uh, I'm from California. I'm, I'm taking the A plus on February. Good luck. Good luck on doing that. I uh, did that years and years ago. And I think it's a, a great starting point. Uh, if you're getting into cybersecurity, uh, I always recommend just looking at the Security Plus exam. Uh, it's a good you know opener. That's what one of the ones I took from the start to kind of get me a base of what I was really getting into. Um, classified stock analyst currently. Whoop, that's awesome. Uh, now you're working shift work. I'd love to know that. Uh, one question I have for you guys, uh, other than you know where you're from, I see people from Iceland. Uh, what are you guys looking to get out of today's uh, live stream? You know, what questions do you have for me as someone that's been in the industry? Uh, I'm fortunate enough that I get to meet a lot of great people uh, through interviewing, uh, like Neil and others, experts in the field. Also, I get to talk to people behind the scenes from CISO, CEOs. Uh, manufacturers and vendors really kind of get the inside of what's going on right of you know what's happening in the industry what's new technology coming out I know right now there's you guys are probably keeping your ear to the ground when it comes to uh, quantum encryption right? that's a big thing that's starting to come out this year uh, just because of the quantum computers and now they're trying to defend against that so uh, company called CEW uh, I've been talking to and just kind of listen to what they're working on. They're working on quantum res uh, quantum resilient en encryption. So it's really interesting to see there's a threat that comes out and then the, now there's tools that come out to defend against that. So something along that line, like, you know, if you guys want to know of different areas, different things that, you know, to work on, uh, let me know. I'm finding right now in the industry, there's a massive, massive conversation around uh, cybersecurity awareness. Right, especially as you guys know, the landscape's completely changed, right? And when it comes down to, you know, what's happening, what are the threats right now with people being working from home? Right? Well, I, was, uh, I was interviewing Dr. Eric Cole the other, probably about two weeks ago. And one of the things he mentioned was a lot of companies transition to remote workers, right? Some of them had, you know, a good percentage that were remote workers. And then what happens is they transitioned over to, you know, 90, maybe even 100% of their staff to being remote workers. Well, what happened was now that company potentially have, like if they had 50 employees, have 50 new locations, right? With 50 employees running their own locations. Yes, of course, they're working from home, but what does that home really look like? You know, are they, you know, secure? Is their network secure? Is their PC secure? You know, Macs, PC, smart devices, whatever that may be. You know, what's their policies? What's their, you know, policies for the home use, right? And then what happens is a lot of companies don't really have a full, you know, uh, security plan for people working from home. So one place to start is cybersecurity awareness to make sure you're detecting, you know, and analyzing the awareness of your employees, and then even having it extend to the family to see where they sit and where potentially the vulnerabilities and the risk of the companies. All right. So guys, thank you so much again. I know I'm giving you a lot of kind of just you know information. Love to see uh, uh, the chats going off here. Uh, Network Ninja, Washington Senior Manager and Network Engineer. Awesome. Uh, I know so we're doing this cybersecurity syndication tonight. Uh, tonight uh, Toronto. Woohoo. Yeah, I'm in Toronto as well. 
Bachelor of Commerce, engineer, uh, computer engineer. Not sure where to start to put my foot in the door to, for security. I think if you've watched Neil, uh, and I'll kind of, you know, piggyback on what he's saying. Uh, first, you have to know when if you're jumping into the cybersecurity field, you really have to know uh, what you really love and want to get into. Right? There's so many different areas when it comes to cybersecurity, and I get to ask this frequently because of my podcast. Uh, hey, Brandon, I want to get into cybersecurity. So my first question is always, well, what area? Right? Do you want to do pen testing? Do you want to do vulnerability assessment? Do you want to do code review? Do you want to do compliance and review? Do you want to do project management? Like uh, Internet of Things, like you name it. I mean, as you guys know, there just keeps growing and growing. I mean, autonomous vehicles is one that you know we we hear more now is that you know there's more autonomous vehicles coming out, but there's testing for it and then secure code review and making sure everything's secure. So, where do you really want to go? And if you don't know. Right, this is why I like I was saying Security Plus is a great pl great place to start because it gives you a broad stroke of all the different areas when it comes to cybersecurity, so that you can kind of go, I like that, I like that. Ooh, I don't know, I wouldn't want to do that. Uh, I'm going to give you an example for me. Right, when it comes to uh, cybersecurity, uh, one thing for me was looking at coding. I had, you know, trying to learn Python programming, try to learn, you know, a little bit of HTML, you know, CSS, things like that, just to kind of see if I wanted to do that. Cause I know if you guys are pen testers, scripting does help, right? So when you do scripting, you know, it's kind of like this long drawn out thing. Uh, and then from there, I'm just gonna look at the chat here. Uh, one of the questions, do you have any thoughts and suggestions on how to guide C-level peeps away from uh, flavor of the month stuff and towards the actual on the ground needs of the SOC? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, that's a great question. Uh, one of the things that I recommend when you're looking at C-level people is looking at, you know, top-down, bottom-up approach. What's the business need, first and foremost? Because a lot of shiny tools are out there. You know, you look at Qualys, you know, Rapid7, you know, Secure Onyx. What is, what is that shiny new tool? Now, the first thing is, okay, what's your, what's your budget? Do you have any requirements when it comes to compliance? Right? That's going to be you know, mandated on what kind of tool you need in the environment. And then what's the business requirements, right? A actually having your team established, you know, what's the business requirements for security logs and, and 24 seven monitoring, you know, are you going to be able to monitor in, in house? Do you have your own sock, right? Or are you going to have an external team do that? Right? And through all that, you're going to look at your budget and be able to evaluate, okay, this is the, this is the solution I need and here's my budget. So from that C level kind of evaluation, and then you're going to go out and look at for the right team and the right support and resources. Because I'll give you an example. Uh, one one colleague of mine uh, was saying, look, you know, I want to develop my own sock. And we said, okay, let's draw the the financial plan for that. And it ended up being a, a million and a half per year just to maintain the a base sock. And they were like, no, I can't afford that. I'm not even security. Like, why would I do that? Well, like then you have to look at solutions like an MSSP that will do it and be more cost effective, right? And then look at what do you need, right, in the lines of monitoring tools. So that's kind of where I'd start from the C level is, is to plan that out. Because again, I think the, the one challenge we find is a lot of sales guys come into the conversation, right? And this is kind of where I fight against, right, is I don't come in with a shiny new tool. Right. I actually come in talking on the the business needs first and work top down. Right. What do you need? What are you looking for? What's the tools that you need? What are you monitoring? You know, what type of logs? What type of SLA do you need? Right. 
going through all that, what type of response are you going to be? You're going to be responding, you know, your internal team, or do you need a team to respond and remediate on our side? So going through all those questions, you get to find out what the business need is and then be able to advise them properly on what, you know, potentially here's what your business needs. This is what I recommend going forward. Right. I mean, I remember, uh, advising people on firewalls, right. And you know, you have your Cisco, you know, and then you have your high ends and then you have your Fortinet, which are more cost effective. Right. And companies are, people are coming in going, you need Cisco, you need Cisco, but why? If a Fortinet firewall or a unified threat management tool is going to be the one that you, you, it's going to do the job. Why not save your money, get the tool that you need and the solution that you need, and then move forward and be able to use your budget for other, you know, resources or other projects. So it's it's looking at that you know holistic view. It's very important when when, when you're talking to C-level people in organizations. Uh, hi from Toronto. I want to uh, to do pen testing. Was the best way to break into the industry. So for pen testers. So here's a, a good thing that I heard and and learned as I was at GoSecure. If you have a job, and I'm going to use the Gary Vanderchuk model. If you have a job right now and you're getting paid, but you want to break into pen testing go to non-for-profits and, and uh, charity organizations and tell them that you'll do a free pen test for them. That's going to get you your real world experience from there. The real world experience is going to get you that sweat equity to kind of go in. Now, if you don't have the knowledge, well, this is great where you meet people like, you know, Neil and you learn about the technology of pen testing and different types of uh, certifications. The OSCP is one that is kind of like industry standard. I've heard kind of different things about how it's gone over the past years, but I know if you go and, you know, go for that one, uh, certified ethical hacker from, I think it was EC council, more of a theoretical, I think they're evolving that one, but the OSCP is one is more of a technical one. If you don't have any knowledge or experience, that's probably a good one. There's a lot of labs online where you can go and do some pen testing. Uh, I'm trying to think of other uh, free resources, yeah, there's a lot of, and I know depending on your area too, there's a lot of meetup groups too that uh, talk about pen testing and have experts in the in the field that you can actually collaborate with them and, and maybe even get mentored by them in different areas of pen testing, depending on what areas, if it's Wi-Fi, network, uh, social engineering, you name it. So those are some recommendations if you're trying to break into the pen testing industry. First and foremost, see what area you want to get into when it comes to pen testing depending on your level of experience, if you have none, right, try to get mentored, try to work with the team and see if you can volunteer, especially if you have a job, that'll be easier. And then get into to volunteering pen tests for uh, non-for-profits, charity organizations, things along that line to get that sweat equity that you said, yeah, you know what? Here, I've done the pen testing. Here's the reports I've done. Here's what I've done for this these companies. And here's a different areas I've pen tested, external, internal, social engineering, whatever that may be. And then what happens? And then they can see you're doing that. Uh, other thing to do is look, go to competitions, capture the flag, things along that line to get your, your feet a little bit wet too. Uh, those are great to kind of build up your skills and get your name out there in the industry. So hopefully that helps. Uh, what's the best way to get into a sock with no experience? Okay, so uh, next question is, what is the best way to get into a sock with no experience? Let me tell you right now, I'm hearing like, uh, for example, if everyone knows... Um, Robert Herchevik on the Herchevik group. A lot of companies right now are looking for SOC analysts at level one. If you get your security plus certification, a lot of these companies are hiring people that just have got the certification, no experience, and they'll train you. It's because, and here's what's happening and what I'm hearing in the industry is that 
people are changing so quickly when it comes to jobs right now is they're moving so fast. So what happens is, you know, they have a security analyst, maybe he's getting $45,000, a year, get some sweat equity, get some experience, and then all of a sudden a level two analyst uh, position comes available. He's got the skill set. He moves up, you know, and now he's making seventy to maybe $80,000 a year, and then he moves on. Well, now that gap's there. Now they're looking for another person. So there's this turn and burn of these type of uh, positions. Now, let me talk about this uh, kind of the, you know, red flag, you know, notification of being an analyst. One thing that's hard on people is the 24-7 kind of, you know, rotational shifts. If that's something you can do, awesome. You know, I mean, if you can do it even for a short time, perfect. You know, get in there and do it and get your get your experience and do that. It's hard for some people that, uh, you know, you know, rotational shifts and continental shifts where you have to rotate constantly. So just kind of a heads up as long as you know that. Um, it's it, it can burn you out pretty quickly. So I uh, hope that answers your question. Let me know if you have any questions more about that. Uh, isn't the real sales pitch in integrate integration across all security tools? Uh, for sure. Security in depth is, is one of the things that you're starting to hear as the kind of catch marketing phrase right now. Uh, when it comes to security in depth, you're looking at using multiple tools to layer your security model to be able to give you a full type of solution that works for your whole company and your environment. That's not, you know, in its own environment and isolated that, you know, you have your firewall over here, you have your, your sock over here, you have endpoint over here. And it's kind of this one solution that you have all divided out. You want to have a fully integrated system and be able to work with it, you know, easily and manage it, you know, properly. Because if you can't, then what happens is then you're running on patches, you're running on problems. I mean, you're running around with different tools, trying to manage everything. And it's very concluded. I mean, some companies that I've, I've consulted with or talked to, you, when you hear like the different environments, I mean, you guys have all heard this when you go and they say they have this, you know, perimeter firewall, I have this one and, it's, and it doesn't line up. And you're like, you know, why'd you do it? Why'd you get that? Well, one was end of life and it was kind of on sale. And the next one was this way. And the sales guy told me that I needed this. And you're like, yeah, but don't you have to, you know, keep monitoring and managing and, and patching it? And isn't there scripts you have to run to make sure it works and updates? Yeah, I do, but it works, right? It does its, its job. And it's like the resources that you're spending to manage that, you could actually be spending them on different projects and, and assigning them a different way. So it's pretty good if you can do it that way. If you can have a full you know, holistic approach to your cybersecurity and plan it out properly, you'll find it be more efficient. Uh, let me see what the other questions here. Pitch. Uh, uh, do you know any, anywhere in Toronto you can uh, recommend? Are you willing to be a mentor if you don't, uh, if you don't mind? Come out to these things. Come out to these, uh, these streams. I mean, this is what this is for. If you have any questions, myself, Neil, I mean, we're going to be doing this. Uh, Neil is on uh, tonight, this afternoon. Uh, I'm on Monday and Wednesday, uh, and we're just here to help and mentor you, like answer any questions you have and go deep, go deep and go wide. All right. We're here to support you and provide as much value and information because I think I'll, I'll speak for myself. And, and I think Neil has the same, uh, feeling on this is that we want to enhance the cybersecurity field. We want to give back. That's the goal for this is to really give back and be, uh, mentors and influencers because we're in the industry. We're seeing it. We're sweating it out. We're hearing the conversations in the back end. And we want to make sure that we're providing that information back to people that are coming up in the industry 
or and I talk about the other side of the fence here is guys that are deep into it that are so busy that they don't have time to like raise their head. They're working like 12, 18 hour days, you know, six, seven days a week. So then when they come up to breathe, it's like, what's going on? What happened? Solar winds got hacked, you know, and they're like, okay, I heard a rumor about like what happened, you know, and they're trying to find out this information and keep up to date. Just, they're so busy. So that's the goal. I, I mean, for myself and for Neil is to really provide value and answer as much questions, show you guys what's going on in the industry, have experts on the show, right? On all of our shows to be able to discuss so that you guys can pull from them as well. So if you're looking for mentors, come out here. We're going to help you as much as possible. Is the CSSP, uh, sorry, the S, sorry about that, is the SSCP for entry level uh, to get? Uh, so you're asking, is this SSCP, the security? Uh, I'll have to look that up, actually, what the actual acronym means. But is it an entry level to get? Um, I have to look up the, the actual requirements for it. I'll let you know. I'll look that up for you. Uh, I don't know how many. And this is what you have to look at when these certifications. Some of them come with, you know, you need so many years of experience. That's where the catch is when you look at these certifications. So, for example, uh, the CSSP, you have to, you're supposed to have up to five years experience in one, uh, one or eight of the domains of real-world experience to be certified as a CSSP. And then from that, if you're not, you can be an associate, and I think they give you up to six years uh, to, to qualify and get the five years experience. Now, if you have a degree or certification like the Security Plus, they take off one year. So things like that, you have to look up for the requirements. Uh, for the uh, SSCP, I would say any security any security certification that you can get is going to be great. Uh, the SSCP, you know, give me a second. I'm going to look that up for you because uh, I want to make sure. Uh, yeah, from what I'm seeing right now, uh, the SSCP, I, I didn't re remember that it was from I, ISC squared. Uh, what I want to see is just the requirements here for you guys. And you know what? Let me bring this on the screen so you guys can see my, uh, what I'm looking at. Uh, doo -doo -doo, give me a second here. So what you guys can see here is this is the uh, ISC squared website. You can see here the uh, move that out of here. This is the certification. What I'm looking for here, uh, so you guys can see, is the requirements. Uh, who earns it? The network security engineers, uh, system uh, system administrator, security analyst, security engineer. Uh, doo -doo -doo. Let's see certifications members download. Yeah, they don't. They don't make the requirements easy to find. There we go. Registration, get certified, be your first certified members, associate, fifty dollars, complete endorsement. This is what I'm looking at. Gain your work experience. To qualify for the security certification, you must pass the exam and have at least one year of cumulative paid work experience in one, one or more of the seven domains. So if you have that experience, sure, go for the uh, SSCP. 
you might want to contact them. There might be something that, you know, if you have your security plus or something that they'll waive the one year of experience. Uh, and yeah, I think it's a great exam to check out and go from there. It's uh, something to get started with for sure. So I hope that answers your question. I'll see here that everything's blown up here. Got a lot of great questions. First, let me say, guys, thank you so much for you know all the great questions. Uh, hopefully, this is providing you guys value. Uh, we again, like, I just want to help and, and be here as much as possible to answer any of your questions that you have. Um, how do you find those amazing jobs through? I keep looking at uh, Google, Indeed, uh, Glassdoor, but the they all require BS in computer science and others. Okay, so let's teach you about a little bit of a hack here to get into it now. Is everyone listening? I want to, I want to first, I'm going to take a quick pause. Give me like a thumbs up or hit okay. Uh, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of hack on how to find jobs in this market right now. So boy, I'm going to take an awkward pause here. Just make sure everyone's on. Okay. So everyone's listening. First and foremost, find the company that you want to work for. If you get a list of five, 10 companies you want to work for, I first want you to kind of, you know, go Google that, find out all the companies you want to work for, who's the security companies, what you want to do. Go and look on Indeed and all that and see if they're hiring. I don't care about the job posting. I don't care about that. See if they're hiring, right? Then you want to go and you want to look at who's the IT manager, security manager, security director, and you want to go and connect with them directly, right? And you just want to, you, now, you don't want to tell them, and here's the hack. You don't want to tell them, hey, I'm looking for a job. Give me a job. You want to connect with them and say, how can I help you? What can I do? Hi, John. You know, it's great to meet you. My name is Brandon. I'm, I'm breaking into the cybersecurity industry. Is there anything I can do to help you? Right? And let them tell you. They're going to say, okay, you know what? You know, not this time. Oh, tell me a little bit about yourself. And now you have your end to have your conversation. Don't pitch. Don't sell. Just say, look, you know, I'm looking to break into the industry. Uh, I'm really interested in your company. Do your research on the company and themselves. And just explain, like, I really like, you know, Fortinet and what you guys are doing, the evolution of the technology and how you guys are helping organizations on the, on this side. I'm, I'm really excited, you know, the, maybe the opportunity to work with you, right? And I really like kind of what you're doing, what, what, you're, what you're working on. That shows value to the actual manager. That shows value to the, the director that you're enthusiastic about their company and you're enthusiastic about what's going on. He's going to ask you also uh, one of the questions, you know, this is or he or she, is what are you working on? What are you doing? And if you can tell them the things that you're working on, yeah, I'm working on my security plus. I'm going out and doing pen testing. I'm kind of doing all these great things. You know, I'm really excited, but you know, breaking the industry and doing all that. They're going to go great. This guy's hungry. This guy's excited. This guy or girl uh, are, is excited about working in the industry and they're willing to go out and get it. Let's have a, an interview and let's see what's going on. And from there, what you're going to find is boom. At least you have that. Now, they might not hire you. And here's the closing. They might say, you know what? Yeah, we're not hiring someone like with, with your experience right now. You just don't have enough. But we really like you. Ask them this one question. Would you be against recommend, recommending me to one of your colleagues? And then see if they're going to say, you know what? I think Fred's actually hiring right now. And he's looking for someone that's in junior or someone at your level. Now, that's for a junior start to break in the industry. Now, if you have experience, you do all that, no different. Because right now, the challenge what you're finding is a lot of 
companies and organizations are going to recruiters and going through Indeed and uh, anything along that line, and you're getting caught up in this resume pile or this automated tool that's scanning for these keywords. Are you a manager? Are you a CISSP? Are you OSCP? And all of a sudden you get shortlisted, right? And then someone actually physically looks through that pile, right? And they look through kind of that, you know, file that's sent to them and they go, okay, here's the shortlist. If you want to hack the system and go around that, contact the people directly, like I'm saying. But again, no pitching, no selling. Don't pitch yourself. How can I help you? That's going to give them value and show that you, you appreciate them and their time. So let me know. Give me a thumbs up if that helped. Uh, that's how I've b broken into a lot of my jobs and kind of got through it. Uh, it's just, you know, being networking. And I think one thing I want to add to, how are you guys on your soft skills? How are you guys doing on, you know, kind of talking to people and networking? I see Gaia uh, Kapichich, I can't even pronounce your name. Sorry about that, dude. Uh, you're saying there's no, that didn't help. Yeah. Let me know how that didn't help. Uh, so let me go to the next question here. Uh, certified. Hey, Brennan. Okay. Entry level jobs. Hey, Brennan, if you have a uh, certified on a junior level as a pen tester, should you go for the OSCP or use tools like hack the box or, or try, try hack. Um, and so far your skills appreciate the response for sure. If you are going out to develop your skills, hustle, hustle, hustle. OSAP, uh, OSCP is a great certification to kind of show, you know, as you're, you're starting out. I know a couple guys that, you know, were starting out in the industry, got the certification and all started, started getting hit. You know, recruiters started talking to them, managers started reaching out for them because it just shows that you have that level. Now, the, don't get me wrong, it's the opening the door and now you have to really hustle and you really have to get in there. Um, what's the best way for someone who's about to finish his associate in cybersecurity going for a security plus exam uh, next month, want to land an internship or a part-time as a pen tester? Uh, first question I would have for you is, you know, have you been doing any pen testing, be doing a capture the flags, anything along that line through your cybersecurity associate? I would assume you're doing kind of things along that line. I would, again, go out and get some real world experience just to pad your resume to show that you can you can do pen tests in real world. And from my understanding, working with pen testing teams, what I've seen is that what they want to see is that you can work through the whole methodology of a pen test. You can consult with a client. You can scope out the actual engagement and make sure. And this is something that I know from being in kind of my industry of sales and all that. Make sure you scope out the actual pen test and you have permission to what to test. Right? Even when you're volunteering, make sure it's documented, 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 what you're allowed to test and what you're not allowed. Because you don't want to go through a pen test and something breaks and they're like, oh, you weren't supposed to test that. You want to make sure that everything is documented. Right? And then you go through the engagement, you do your pen test, and then you provide a report. Uh, so that's kind of where you want to make sure that you can show your experience in that level. Uh, uh, what's the best way to someone to finish associate? Okay, what's the best skill with OSINT uh, specialists uh, should have? Any recommendation? Skills with OSINT. Uh, open short. See, I think... The, I'm just look, reading over your question here. I'm just kind of looking this up. 
with open source intelligence, there's a lot you can do. Uh, you can do anything from investigative uh, forensics to, I mean, I'm trying to think like, I, I talked to a guy that was a specialist in, in open source intelligence and there was a lot they were able to do. I mean, when you look at uh, data intelligence and going through forensics, um, just trying to think of anything else this guy was doing. There was just so much. I mean, uh, he was looking at uh, scraping information from the from the internet. So, my question to you is, what 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 interests you? All right, what would you be interested in doing with with that knowledge? Uh, can you describe an average day task that a security analyst does in his day to day job? I haven't been a security analyst myself, but I worked in a in a room uh, in in Toronto when I was at GoSecure with a security analyst uh, that was in our in our office. And to give you kind of a, a broad stroke of what he would do, he would log in, come into his his systems, right? Log in, get authenticated, make sure everything was set up, uh, look at any tickets that you know that were over from the last night. Uh, connect with his team, go for, through like a debriefing of you know what was going on, if there's any outages. Uh, some people call them severity ones, some call them priority ones. You know whatever the 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 uh, hierarchy and level of incidents are in your environment. And then what happens? He would go into his assignments, what assignments he has, and then he would just go through his day to day of calling clients and you know working through a remediation. So that's from what I saw. Uh, when it comes to SOC, and then of course they had monitoring tools and things like that, trying to see if there's any outages with the clients. Uh, but that's what I saw on the my experience with SOC, and hopefully that gives you a little bit of insight. I'm sure Neil can answer that better. He's going to be on later th later this evening, uh, and you can ask him as well. Uh, hi, I'm Jack. Actually, uh, where's Neil? Uh, Neil will be. He's actually in chat. If you have any questions, Jack, or sorry, John, if you have any questions, Neil's actually uh, in chat right now. Uh, that he's gonna have a stream later on to talk about kind of his. Uh, I think I don't know if he's doing an interview tonight, but he's gonna actually be on at uh, seven o'clock. I think. Uh, give me a second here. Should you lie when filling out a job application to pass the filter? No, do not lie. If you ever get caught in a lie, it's not like with that movie where you get you know uh, what was it Will Smith's movie? You know, you die with the lie. If you lie, if this is a small industry, you're going to get caught. All right, I'll tell you that straight out. You know, you're working with guys that are hyper vigilant and no information, work on, you know, social engineering, things like that, you know, you know, different information. If you get caught lying, yeah, it's just not going to look good for you across the industry because people do talk. So be honest. You know, I'm starting out and this is what I'm working on. And that will give more value because people will kind of go, you know what? I appreciate his honesty. I appreciate what he's working on. And they might even give you recommendations of what to do to get past that. All right. You know, Brandon, you know, get your security plus, get a year experience on a, at a sock. And then, yeah, let's talk. And then Nelson, you get open up. Like I had, when I first started out, I was interviewing CISOs, little trade secret here. I interviewed CISOs to find out how to break into the industry because those are the guys that are like, you know, a lot of times are hiring or at least know what the, the organization's looking for. So what happened was I would look at certifications they're talking about and the requirements and the experience and everything they're, they're talking about and go, ah, I know where to go. I know my direction. I know my path. And then from there, as I was doing it, it streamlined it because I was talking to guys that were doing the hiring. So hopefully that helps to get past that feeling of, yeah, should I just, you know, you know, circumvent or hack the, the application? No, be honest. Again, when it comes to applications, 
actually, I'm just thinking about this. Since I've started in cybersecurity, I have not had to fill out a resume or an application. Right? And that's the strategy that I was talking about before because I talked to them directly. I went out and hunted them. Um, so hopefully that helps. Uh, don't know what soft skills are. Are those underdeveloped skills? So soft skills. So all you guys know is the technical skills, right? You guys are all familiar with this, you know, coding, hacking, penetration testing, you know, all those really kind of very well-needed, well-deserved hard skills that you guys are working on. The soft skills are networking, communication, building up relationships, having conversations, being able to articulate, you know, things in a very clear and concise manner that when, when you're in a room and you have to explain a concept or a methodology or get people to buy in, you're you're easy to work with. You'll be able to explain it in a simple way versus where some people make it very complex and, and complicated. So then when the person looks at you and kind of goes, I have no clue what that guy just said. Right? And, and I'll give you an example. Say we're talking about a sock and you guys are all familiar with a sock and someone goes, okay, well, what does a sock do? Well, you know, you have advanced AI technology that monitors the systems and, you know, you can use UABA solutions that we will help to understand your behaviors of your employees. And people are going, okay, I, okay. What did you just say? Start from the beginning. It monitors who, what? Being able to take that back and rewind and go, your, your SOC is a 24-7 monitoring tool to help you protect your environment. Boom, simple. Then they ask you the next question. Okay, well, how is it going to protect our environment? And now you take that slow through that. You take it slow through that process to make sure the people that you're having conversation with, it could be C-suite, could be uh, managers, IT managers that are maybe just breaking the industry when it comes to security and that you're able to explain to them that they can be your champions and kind of go, I get it. Perfect. That's exactly what I need. So things along that line when it comes to soft skills is very important to, to build. Uh, I would almost say if you can take, uh, if you can go to Toastmasters is probably a really great start. Improv is another one to go. If you're kind of, you're feeling uncomfortable in your soft skills Right, and be able to communicate and, and you know talk to people. Toastmasters I did for years, and be able to sit there and listen to people kind of critique you. You said ah fifteen times. You kind of repeat yourself and you're redundant. And you did this and that. I was like, oh my god, like I'm really bad. I'm terrible. And then over practice, I became better and better. And now my soft skills are are better. I mean, I'm always improving. I just actually finished a negotiating or just started a negotiation course uh, with Chris Voss this week. So always working on that and how to communicate better and how to collaborate and connect with people at a higher level so we can build those relationships because your relationships are going to be what builds your career. So let me know if you have any questions about that. That's really important to develop. Uh, what non-CompTIA certification would you recommend for entry level? Well, I mean, we looked at the SSCP as one for ISC squared. Um, I'm trying to think if there's one from EC Council. Uh, there might be one from EC Council that you can you can look at. CompTIA Security Plus, I'll be honest with you, it's kind of the industry, you know, checkbox thing. You know, if you kind of have that knowledge with, the, with that uh, Security Plus, it's kind of that baseline where people go, okay, he's got a baseline, he understands it. He understands the baseline security. And then it's just building on top of that. Um, let me see here. Uh, EC Council. See if I can find one for there. But uh, yeah, those are the ones like I, like I've heard, 
even for like department of fence and things along that line, you hear like security plus security plus security plus of entry level positions. So I'd recommend, you know, if you're, you're kind of against, uh, CompTIA, then I'd recommend maybe the SSCP from ICS squared would be another one to look at. Uh, I'll ask, ask Neil at seven, see if we can find something for you. Okay. Give me a second here. I'm going to catch up here. Uh, conservative average day, Jack Neal. A lot of great questions coming in, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, July, CompTIA. How, how you take all of what you're doing, hack in a box, try hack me, and then freestyle education in a physical resume. How do you take all of the what you're doing, hack the box, for example, uh, try hack me in freestyle and educate education in a, in a physical resume. Okay, so... Again, I'm going to go back to, back through what people are looking for when it comes to penetration testing, right? And especially when you're looking at the knowledge and experience, they're looking if you can go through the methodology, right? If you can look through scoping out a you know client meeting, scoping out with you know the actual environment and being able to design the method of attack and what you're going to do in your your actual penetration test how you document things and what methodology and what frameworks you use to test against when you're doing your pen testing. And then what tools, right? Look at the tools that you use. I use, um, uh, I'm trying to think of the Kali Linux and then the toolbox that they have, right? Do you use all those tools and then just kind of identify how you're doing that. And then reporting. How do you provide the report to the client, right? If you can, design your resume to tell that story that's what you're looking to do so being able to use the tools of going to hack the box and things like that are great but tell the story on your resume of how you'd work with an organization or how you'd work with a company or in a business and how they can you can provide value that's what they're looking for they're not looking for hey this guy can you know hack an iphone this guy can hack an iot device great you have the skill but how can we work with you with our clients so think of them that way. Uh, how do you network through, uh, especially during COVID, where people can't just meet during uh, conferences? Good question. Uh, a lot of things that we're doing right now, uh, you got meetup groups. Uh, I'm actually, to be honest with you, a lot of meetup groups are going on to Zoom. Uh, we're doing right now for my group, we're doing a Zoom meetup. I think last time we had about 100 people out there and they're networking through the chat. So one of the things I would recommend you do is reach out to like meetup groups, uh, Zoom. I actually got a, another one that I'm just trying to see if I can find the email here. There's different ones that now different companies that have been coming out that you can actually schedule uh, meetings. Just give me a second. Here. I'll see if I can pull lunch club. Uh, lunch club actually has it. Uh, there was another tool here that if you, you can't network, uh, Neil and I are checking this out right now. It's uh, Clubhouse, uh, the Clubhouse Act app. You can get invited. So there's different tools you can use right now to network and go through and start to collaborate. Because uh, I mean, Clubhouse you can you can join. It's audio, and basically you listen to you know a group of people having a conversation. You can jump into the conversation have and have a chat with them about something that maybe it's your interest or hobby that you have, and then you can network that way. It's not what you consider as like the IT cybersecurity. Uh, you know, conferences the, that you go to, but at least it's getting you out, out there. Uh, I would jump into groups. LinkedIn has a lot of groups. Uh, follow people on different streams and get into the chats. 
Uh, I know some people are still using Facebook, but yeah, dive in. And this is where it comes to those soft skills and really having the communication skills is being able to talk and, and have conversations with people. Uh, so hopefully that helps. Uh, I have issues with CompTIA. That's why I'm staying away. Okay, I get it. So go with the uh, the ICS squared. Uh, start with that. And, you know, hopefully you resolve the things with uh, CompTIA Security Plus. If not, I would go that. And, and don't get me wrong. Let, let's be honest here. CompTIA Security Plus a lot of times is one's the entry level. And then people move on to more senior level certifications. And then they let that one go. So... You know, I know a couple of people, and I'm, I'm sure I'm going to be doing it too. Once I get my CSSP, my CompTIA Security Plus, I'm not going to be paying it for anymore, but just because, you know, you start to move on to the more advanced level certifications. Uh, how important are putting your projects like uh, learning automation and Python script you create on your resume without it looks looking like a buzzword bingo? Uh, I created a blog, but who knows if there are going to go to it while looking at my resume. Talk about your projects. Don't talk about like, hey, I, I know CSS, Python, Ruby, you know, things on like that. Talk about the projects you did, you know, and then the tools that you use. That's the way to put on the resume. Again, I'm going back to thinking how there's a term that we use in marketing is see-through. Is seeing through the eyes of your actual uh, client, your person that's procurement, the person you're talking to, and trying to think of what are they thinking? What are they looking for? And if I was you, I'm like, okay, hold on a second here. What is that manager really looking for? If they're sitting there and they're looking for uh, someone on, on automation, what do they want to see I can do? Do they just want to see these types of certifications and all that? Or do they want to see projects that I can complete? They don't want to see the vast knowledge and how I work through this process of a project. And then I would probably say I'm, you know, 80% sure they're going to want to see how the methodology of your thinking process of how you start the project, how you work through it and how you've completed it. And even what you, you failed at and how you overcame that failure. Because again, we all know projects are not perfect. They're not 100%, but they know that you can, you're self-sufficient that, that you can work through a problem. You can solve the problem and you can come out with it and you can identify issues that is very key. And also it's very key and important if you can identify issues before the project and through it and be able to articulate it in a way that saves the company money. Very key. Organizations are looking at money, money, money. How do we make more money? How do we keep our money? So if you can be that and provide value to them in that way, it's a win-win. Uh, what knowledge is expected on entry-level cybersecurity analysts or typically one-year experience analysts? From what I understand, from a, like a, it's a base knowledge of cybersecurity and understanding the industry, understanding different attack vectors, uh, having the definitions. A lot of the level one analysts, it's understanding that you can articulate that. Here's a cross-site scripting path. Here's uh, this is how someone does a denial of service attack. This is how someone does this attack. Right, and just having the theoretical knowledge to be able to do that, because a lot of these companies once they get in, they're going to train you. Right, they're going to train you on their tools. They're going to train you on remediation. They're going to train you on reporting. They're going to train you on all that. So they just want to make sure that they don't have to train you on what's, you know, what does a DDoS mean? And you're like, I don't know. You know, it's Wendy's. It's it's McDonald's. I, I have no clue what you're talking about. They want to know that you at least understand the the theory of it and how it is, how it works. So then they can get you, you know, hit the ground running. 
what is your option on what is your oh sorry what is your opinion about uh cysa plus let me let me look that up for you uh cysa i think that's the new uh security one well not new from comptia is it not the security cybersecurity one i think it is uh cybersecurity analyst i think it's like if you're starting out any certification that you can get that you can afford and that's going to help you get in the industry i think anyone's great it's a stepping stone you know it's a stepping stone to get you in the industry and get you kind of that real world experience i think it's a you know it's a pretty good exam here let me bring this up on the screen so you guys can see it here um So yeah, this is the the CompTIA uh, security analyst. Uh, your questions. So it's not a bad exam. Again, like it's starting out. As long as you can study up for it, if you don't have any ex experience in the industry, I think it'll give you you know some some experience, some knowledge, and it'll give you an idea of what you're going to get in as a, as an analyst. Uh, and they recommend you take the security uh, CompTIA Network Plus and CompTIA Security Plus. I think that's to give you kind of that round networking experience. So again, when you're looking at different types of threats, different types of topologies. You have at least a network uh, understanding of the network topology and how networks work. Right? If you don't have any IT or any background experience, and it just depends on your level of experience. But when you go into it, I mean, you see, you know, why would I choose CompTIA security or CYSA plus uh, over other uh, cybersecurity certifications? And it just talks about like the intermediate high stakes cybersecurity analyst certification with a hands-on performance based questions uh up-to-date course cybersecurity analyst skills uh upcoming job skills so i haven't taken it myself and then it says bring down technology or techniques from com uh, combat combating threats inside and outside of the cybersecurity operations center so i think like if you're going to a SOC, it might be good uh it just depends you know of what time and what, what you want to spend like i said security plus from what i've heard so far kind of gives you that broad uh, stroke Right, for a lot of companies that are looking for, I don't, I don't know, and this is uh, something we'll check with Neil. And we'll, I'll, I'll check in for next episode. Is that if the CYSA has actually kind of got an industry standard in the sense of lot more companies are looking for it for hiring? That's the kind of catch that we run into. Is that how many companies are putting it on their requirements for job postings? Right, it might be a great certification for uh, security analysts. Actually, you know what? Let's do this. Uh, Let me pull up Hertzvet Group because I know they're always hiring SOC analysts. I'm gonna pick on them a little bit. And see if they have a posting for a security analyst. Let me give me a second here. Hertzvet, here we go. Okay, so let's pull that up here. Let's see what they've got in their careers. Uh, open positions. I am, I am. Okay, so we've got nine minutes to go, guys. I'm just going to see if I can find uh, sales, security analysts. Don't see one here. Technical lead, technical lead. I am. Let's see, associate security analyst. See if that's. 
Okay, there we go. So we got a sock position here. Uh, let's see what the certifications here. Event, event filtering, event can close, technical requirements. So you got, uh, there you go, security plus. So just going to pick on Herchevik right now. You got to look at security plus certification. So I'm not really seeing uh, the CYSA plus certification out in the industry. I'm seeing, like I said, more security plus. Doesn't mean it's not a good certification. I'm just not seeing it like as I'm going through kind of my day to day. Uh, is the CISSP CUs or do you have to retake every every few years? Good question. I'm actually uh, doing the, the training, the certification for that. Uh, the CISSP, from my understanding, you need CEUs and then you have to pay for it. And I think every couple years you have to actually retake the certification. Uh, will security, cybersecurity get me out of a uh, call center? For sure. Most definitely. Uh, it will get you out of a call center just because as you grow in the industry and everyone that's been in the uh, cybersecurity field, you progress. I mean, I went from help desk uh, IT to you know, kind of a lead position in, in, in instant response. And then when I went to uh, site services, so I just moved up. No different from security, especially in this field that you get right now. They're looking for guys with real world experience. So you'll just keep moving up and moving up. It's, it's just an amazing uh, industry to be in. And as you evolve and train and learn, you're, you're going to move on. There's no doubt about it. And people are going to hunt you down and, and want, want to hire you. Uh What's a good path for a software engineer who's looking to transition into security? I'm currently studying for my OSCP, but uh, I'm interested in your insight. Okay, so if you're looking to go into pen testing, for sure, that's a great. One area, if you're a, a software engineer and you're looking at coding and, and things like that and developing, I would look at going into uh, security code review, right? And working for companies and evaluating about security code. It can be part of a pen testing, but it also can just be part of like fuzzing where you throw things at code and make sure it doesn't crash or break. Right? So there's a lot of things you can do with that, with that experience, and you don't have to be a pen tester. It's not bad to be a pen tester, but just you don't have to be with that type of experience. You can actually go and you know review codes and look at the um, OWASP uh, framework on how to write secure code and how to make sure that they're using a proper framework to code properly. And you do that and you can be that you consultant advisor, especially people uh, writing applications, uh, e-commerce, websites, uh, manufacturing, finance, you know, legal, I'm trying to think of different industries, medical. There's so many, so many industries that have applications that they use. Right, and software that needs to be tested and the code behind it. We all know this code be in the background that has to be secured and written properly so there's no uh, open holes or access points. So to be able to do that, I think that would be my recommendations to kind of look in that. Um, how do I get into the industry fresh out of college with security systems degree in cybersecurity? Go get experience. Uh, first, I don't know if you've heard my strategy of going to talk to people first uh networking finding managers of companies that you want to work for all right start with that also go and volunteer 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 try to get as much experience now i know uh you know out of you know college university you want to you need to get some money as soon as possible to start to pay off some student debt uh 
try to get in the industry, sock anything along that line to break into the industry, uh, especially with a degree, you'll probably be more attractive in a sock, right, to get a start out, and then kind of develop your career out, and then try to get as much real world experience to get it to get to move up to that next level. What and one question for you is, what area of cybersecurity do you want to get into? <coughs> so yeah, I've been talking for about 56 minutes straight. So I'm going to take a little bit of a water break. And I want to say, guys, you guys are awesome. Uh, all the questions that you guys have been throwing at me, you guys are amazing. Uh, it's been amazing just to have this conversation. And I hope, let me know, give me a thumbs up. Let me know, was that good? Did you guys get a lot of value out of this conversation tonight? Awesome guys. You know, you guys have been amazing. Uh, I love to see kind of how your, your career in cybersecurity progresses. Uh, you want to check me out. Uh, you can check me out at uh, dailycyber.ca uh, is my podcast. Uh, I'm on live stream there on YouTube, uh, youtube.com forward slash my name, Brandon Krieger, pretty, pretty simple. And I'm going to be here every Monday and Wednesday to help you guys out and talk about the, you know, the real truth about cybersecurity and things that are going on. And now you're going to get like, are you guys going to be around? Let me know if you guys are still sticking around. Now, take a bio break, guys. I know you've been sitting for a while. Neil's going to be starting, I think, an hour. Uh, just look at the time right now. Uh, he's going to be starting, I think, in an hour uh, central time. I'm on Eastern time, so we have an hour difference. All right, so he's going to be starting in an hour. So take a bio break. Go grab some food. You know, Make sure that you uh, get your questions out, what you want to talk about. Ask Neil. I think this is pretty awesome, guys. I really appreciate you know that your time. Uh, I'll be here again on Wednesday uh, to talk to you guys about cybersecurity, what's going on. Write out as many questions you have really get prepared. We're here to mentor you and get you, you know, to your next level in your career. Uh, one thing I want you guys to, to think about for next session is where do you guys want to go in 2021? And what's that next level when it comes to cybersecurity? So that's it for this daily cyber podcast. We're just coming up on the hour right now. I want to thank you guys so much. Uh, oh, someone's asking me for my LinkedIn con uh, uh, contact. Just see here. It's, um, Brandon Krieger, it's just linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash Brandon Krieger, just my name. Uh, send me an invite there. I'll be glad to connect with you guys and just help you guys out. So that's it for today's video. I just want to say thank you so much, guys, for the stream. It's, it was awesome. I learned a lot from you guys, kind of learned what you guys are thinking about in the industry. And I just want to say, guys, thank you so much, and I hope you have a good evening.